Full 10 Yards Podcast. Yes, welcome in everyone. This is the Full 10 Yards NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Timothy Lambert Monk. Week 5 is here and of course... We all know what that means in this country. It's international series time. We get the first of four London games underway as the Bears take on the the Raiders. We will get to that uh, and more shortly as we preview the week uh, week five action. Uh, also on today's podcast, we will have the full 10 questions just to see how much you remember from week four, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, don't forget, if you want to get in touch with us and do the quiz, you can you can do. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Full 10 Yards. Uh, whilst not, why not subscribe to the podcast? We're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean and all the rest of it as well. And while, while you're there, why not tell a friend as well? That would be good to get some more listeners following the Full 10 Yards army. Lots of, lots of stuff for you here that we, we provide to you, both written and uh, through podcasting. Obviously, we have college, we have Britball, we have fantasy football, and of course, this, the NFL podcast as well. Betting will be uh, with you at the weekend as well. Um, so yeah, lots of stuff to get involved with. Talking about some articles that did go up recently this week. We had the uh, recently the DFS article from Andy Goddard. Uh, for you fantasy guys out there, you DraftKings lovers uh, and degenerates like myself and no doubt Sean... Uh, and all the guys in the Full 10 Yards family, they love getting involved in that as well. Um, sh- Full 10 Look Ahead by myself and Sean as well. That will be up on the website. And Tom Borrett did recently did a, a college uh, article looking back at their predictions from previously uh, pre- pre-season to see what it's, if they, they that came true in week five. But on to today's pod. Uh, joining me as always, we have Sean and Lawrence. Boys, welcome in. Lawrence, uh, how, did, how did you get on with, uh, with Vince? I know you've been chatting with Vince this today. With Vince? With Vince, yeah. You get your game day buddy. Oh, my my <laughs> friend on the new your friend on the new on the new app, yeah. I I, I had to ask him whether he thought um, Chase Daniel was going to suck, and he told me that if he, if I wanted to report a violation, that he's given me an email address and a phone number. I just need to report my seat. So, <laughs> um, look, looking forward to to the. Um, Serious volume of complaints about Chase Daniels' play on Sunday um, at Tottenham. So yeah, yeah, all good fun. Chase, yeah, Chase Daniel, if you're listening, mate, you better uh, you better not cause any trouble because Lawrence will uh, report you to Vince. So no one wants you to report you to, to, to Vince. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, of course, we say we get to the London game very shortly. Indeed, Sean, you've got you, of course, have got to wait till Monday night football, where another prime time slot for the Browns. Yeah, getting used to this, mate. A lack of sleep throughout the week ahead, but uh, all worth it. It's the price of paying for a decent side. I've craved one for 10 years, so I'm not going to complain <laughs> now, mate. No, Bring no. it on. No, absolutely not. Okay, but, uh, let's get straight into it then, boys. It obviously starts tonight. Uh, Seattle versus Rams, an NFC West, Wild West uh, game tonight for the Overloom play. Anyone staying up for that one? Yeah, I shall be up. That's why I'm starting on the coffee now. <laughs> I think we'll be... We'll be We'll be three coffees in by one o'clock. So, Very good. yeah. Very good indeed. A quick shout out to Jacob Bunn. Obviously, joined us on the podcast a couple of days ago to talk about his world record attempt. He'll be there tonight. So, shout out to you, my friend. I uh, hope everything goes well. But to the two teams then, fellas, both teams three and one. Uh, I think if you looked at all their performances throughout the season, you'd be surprised that they probably are three and one, to be quite honest. Rams obviously embarrassed last time out at home against the Bucks. And Seattle, uh, I think it's fair to say, have been far from convincing so far this season. Sean, how, how do we see this one playing out? Uh, Thursday night games generally tend to not offer up a, a great product, but this this one has got the potential. Certainly, going into it with two teams like you say with winning records to be actually a, a pretty decent game. Um, Jared Goff generally is better at home than he's on the road. Although to be fair, this season 
it's hard to differentiate between the two. Um, he certainly has has dropped off a little bit in his level from where he was last season. And, and as you've alluded to there, um, the Rams possibly a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover from last year could really do with with getting a win. Um, it's the first time since Sean McVay took over that they've actually dropped out of first place in the division, which shows the dominance that they've had for the last couple of years. So, really big game being a divisional battle for them to to get back on it. Mm. Um, I'm a huge Seattle fan. Um, love Russell Wilson, but he generally is the Seahawks. You often look at that roster and just think how good it could be with some some better playmakers there because Wilson's quarterback is excellent. So I think Lawrence potentially has got a good one to, to stay up for and watch tonight. Mm. Um, you know, certainly a good game to get the week going. Um, could be potentially high scoring, I would suggest. Um, I don't think we're going to get 95 points like uh, the last Rams game offered up, but I certainly think, uh, I believe the handicap for tonight, sorry, the, the over-under for tonight is 49. I think we should come certainly close to passing that, so it uh, should be a high-scoring one. Mm. Yeah, I think Seattle two-point favourites, I think, as well, last time I looked at the line. Um, but yeah, these these both of these defences, Wade Phillips uh, notoriously has decent defences, but uh, say the Rams not really shown up uh, this season so far, and Seattle are, are far from, a far cry from uh, the Legion of Boom. So yeah, uh, Lawrence, should be should be a fair, fair decent amount of points tonight. Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson, um, yet again, is is excelling um eight touchdowns not a single pick so far which is which is pretty impressive um chris carson is hopefully um getting rid of the fumbles he had a bit of bit of butterfingeritis um to start the season but he's he seems to be back on track he's not scoring a lot only only the one only the one touchdown um on the ground caught one as well but they're they're just looking a solid outfit. I mean, Will Will Disley, the um, the tight end again, he's looking impressive. Just under twenty catches, and and then rookie DK Metcalf, who slipped in the draft, but is um, averaging a whopping um, twenty two point three yards a catch. Um, I think if they can, if um, Russell Wilson can find a bit of um, bit of wriggle room for DK Metcalf. It, it could be a big game for him. I wonder if I wonder if they. I don't know. I can't remember if Marcus Peters is in uh, concussion protocol after he's hit by I think Mike Evans last time uh, against the Bucks. But yeah, Marcus Peters versus DK Metcalf. Marcus Peters is a corner that likes to take chances, doesn't he, and try and cut routes. But DK Metcalf could, if he's lined up against him, could have a bit of a bit of a field day there. Since they mark, you know, the the, te- the tendencies of Marcus Peters. Yeah, but it should be a shootout. Should be a decent game. Uh, it's going to be quite an interesting one as well. So I alluded to on the, the full ten look ahead that you know you've got a three and O sort of. Francisco 49ers team there and two uh, the two teams playing tonight three and one if um, obviously the losing team could be two games behind well what yeah depending on what they the, the 49ers do after with their, their bye week in hand if you know what I mean but uh, yeah an interesting one because not, not, those two teams wouldn't have thought that the 49ers would be uh, as strong as they are out of the gate but uh, yeah it could be, could be an interesting one for the division obviously being a divisional game but these NFC West games are notoriously uh, quite fiercely contested so uh, yeah be interested to see how that one plays out but yeah good, uh, good luck to you watching that one Lawrence hope you start for all of that one you should be should be a good one anyway. It's like I say, Thursday night football usually favours the home team on a short week, uh, but these two teams know more than enough about each other. Obviously, no head coach changes, no quarterback changes for the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, should be familiar foes certainly when they get on the field. But let's talk. Let's go to Sunday then. So Sunday. 
Um, which let's start off game game of the weekend. I, I suppose we'll, we'll start with the London game, Lawrence, because obviously this is one of the first of four. This is you know the things that we should be prioritising. Obviously, when the game comes over to this side, uh, and obviously your Twitter handle being an NFL fan in England as well. So uh, I suppose we'll let you take it away. But yeah, like I say, we have the Bears and the and the Raiders. Uh, that the Khalil Mack Bowl. Uh, it, it's, it's quite strange when you think back to the first game. You know, this is the 25th game of the London International Series, um, and you know, it's over 12, nearly 12 years ago now since Miami and New York got it on in, in that washout at Wembley. Yeah, I mean, some some I've got some personal stats here, and then some kind of wider stats. So it's my 18th um, London NFL game, nice. which includes preseason. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm almost at my um, 20th anniversary. It's in fact my 25th NFL game that I'm attending in, in my life. So that's a little my little anniversary there. Nice. It's the, the 34th NFL game in England. And I think 34 is quite a poignant number because obviously when you think 34, there's no other name that springs to mind other than Walter Payton. And, and obviously the first formal American Bowl back in 1986 involved the Bears playing the Cowboys and Bears won that game. So I think it's just great that this is the, the 34th NFL game in England. Mm. Uh, just for all you people that um, are a lot younger than myself, and, and I wasn't there when it happened, but in fact, the first NFL game played in England was in 1983. Um, and that was a game between the St. Louis Cardinals and the Minnesota Vikings. It was called the Global Cup. Um, and it was a, an English entrepreneur called John Marshall. And he hired Wembley Stadium for the day. Um, and he bought. He managed to get 30,000 fans. I don't even know how he managed that at the time. Mm. Um, to come to a game 36 years ago. Um, and then he tried to diversify a little bit further in 1984 when he brought over the um, two USFL teams, the Tampa Bay Bandits and the Philadelphia Stars. So, you know, there's, a, there's an absolutely rich history of, of what we got here. Um, and in, in fact, in a, on, a, on a global scale, by the time we hit the last game, the last game played outside of the States this season, that will be 89 games played outside of America. 89. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this game on Sunday is the 85th game played outside of the USA. Um, England's obviously had the most. Um, by the time we hit all of our games, um, Wembley and Tottenham games, that will be 37 games played in England. Um, and then behind them, 27 by Canada. So we're 10 games ahead of Canada in terms of um, NFL contests played outside of the States. Mm. And Ted, I've got a little quiz back for you. I've just <laughs> got to turn the tables on you, Tim and Sean. Can you name the three countries that have hosted just one NFL game? Just one? Just uh, one. Well, it won't be Mexico because they've had a couple. Um, Germany? No, more than one. No, um, one, one more than one NFL game. Does this include in... Um, is this just... This includes pre-season. This is out of all of the um, 84 games that have been played. Ooh, Spain? So, no, two. I'll, 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 I'll let you in. It's <laughs> Australia, Sweden and Ireland. Oh, I was going to say Ireland. Ah, and interestingly, the... 
the games in Sweden and Ireland both featured the Bears, ah. and they both featured Bears losses. So I think the Bears the Bears love to travel. Oh, yeah, they certainly do. They, yeah, they certainly do. They certainly do indeed. Any more? Any more? Yeah, that's quite a trip down memory lane there, uh, Lawrence. Any any more snippets? Any more nuggets you got? There? Oh, I've got I've got some I've got some great stuff. So. In terms of the NFL, kind of the international games that feature the Bears and the Raiders. So back when we had the pre-season games, the Bears played um, played one at Wembley um, and, and they won that. That was back in 86. The Raiders played one game in Wembley in 1990, losing to the Saints, um, 17-10. I was there. Um, the Bears subsequently played two more pre-season games, one in Berlin and one in Dublin. And the Raiders played in Tokyo, Barcelona and Mexico City. Um, and then when we've come to the actual regular season games that have been played um, over at Wembley, um, we've had the Bears that are, are 1-0. They won 24-18 against the Bucks, Bucks. In, in 2011. Yep. And the Raiders are 1-3. Um, losses to the Dolphins, Patriots and the Seahawks. Um, their only win in London being a 27-20 victory over the Texans. Um, sorry, not in London, in Mexico City. Um, their only kind of international regular season game that they've won. So in total, the Bears and the Raiders, in terms of playing games abroad, are four and eight. So something's, something's got to give this Sunday. Um the Bears are, in fact, um, undefeated um, in London. They're 2-0 at Wembley. The two games that they've lost internationally are in Berlin and Dublin. Um, so that's kind of a bit of a potted history of the two teams playing internationally. Mm -hmm. In terms of the all-time head-to-head, um, they're actually tied up at the moment, 7-7. Seven, seven. Um, Bears having scored 256 points, Raiders 249 so very evenly matched. They've only ever played one overtime game between them. That was in 1978. The Raiders won with an Art Whittington one-yard dive. Um, the teams last met in Chicago in 2015, which was also bizarrely a week five contest. The, the Raiders were also two and two at the time and the Bears were one and three. Bears went on to win 22-20 on a Robbie Gould 49-yard field goal with two seconds left. Um, Derek Carr had a half-decent game, two touchdowns, one to Amari Cooper, one to Roy Hallou. Um, they've played, between them, the Bears and the Raiders have played four times since the millennium. Bears have won three times. Um, and the Raiders last beat the Bears in 2011 with Michael Bush kind of giving the, the getting the touchdown that gave the biggest leads that they, they couldn't come back from. So kind of... You know, it's it's quite an evenly matched series historically. Yeah, well, yeah, historically, I say, go, let's, let's focus on the, the game this Sunday. Then I, I can't see this one being a close one. I can just see Khalil Mack running riot uh, against this Oakland team. And I know Chase Daniels in at quarterback. Obviously, Mitch Trubisky dislocated shoulder, uh, partially torn, torn labrum as well. Should be out for weeks rather than months. But um, yeah, this, this Chicago's defense is, is just going to have a field day. Um, against this Oakland Raiders team. But just there's going to be listeners out there, Lawrence, that have never been to a game before. Obviously, no one's ever been to a Tottenham game before either. But um, what, what, can the, what can the newbies or what can maybe some Americans coming over? We saw, I spoke to Jacob the other day. Uh, he was saying that lots of American football fans are going to come over and they, they were shocked or they were surprised at the fact that obviously a, a key characteristic of a London game is that everyone comes to support you know, not only... 
their you know, their own team and even though they're not playing but the game in general and that, that kind of shocked a few American um, guys that he spoke to so is it just a, a quick run through of kind of what to expect on the day of because it's obviously different from here than it is in America yeah I mean it, it is a different atmosphere I mean I've, I've been seeing games on the east coast and the west coast of the states and, and you know comparing them to kind of Wembley games Twickenham games you it's you, you kind of the first thing that you do is you, you kind of start a little mental checklist trying to spot all 32 teams jerseys yeah, yeah as you, as that. you yeah, kind yeah. of walk around outside yeah. and then you kind of you, you struggle um when you're trying to find things like the detroit lions or the arizona cardinals kind of the the teams that probably have the least kind of fan base or, or kind of history um in in uk I think it's great to see kind of the other European fans. There's always a good presence from people from whether it's from Germany or or France or Scandinavia. You kind of you get you get that there's a real kind of European feel to these games as well. It's not just Brits that are there. Mm. Um, I mean, what what I would recommend to to anybody is is get there as early as possible. I mean, myself, I'm traveling from um, Digworth Coat Station on the on the National Express, so I'll, I'll get there whenever the motorway traffic kind of allows. <laughs> but I, I would really recommend to get there early because the NFL do put on a show. They do try and make it a an interactive experience before the start of the game. I mean, be careful with things like trying to buy shirts and, and tops and, and hats and stuff. That They want you to buy all this premium merchandise you're much safer to kind of, if you bought it before the game or, or go and buy something after, um, watch out for the touts selling ridiculous English football scarves with two NFL teams on them. <laughs> Never understood that. that. That's a completely bizarre thing. Um, just, you know, try and get involved. I mean, you are saying at the start of the pod about the, um, about the app, um, there's lots of interactive stuff that if you download the the NFL's new brand new app, there's about 15 different places that you can scan your QR code and you can build up points. There's even a if you enter and use your app before the game, there's a possibility you can get your experience pimped. You could potentially get to go into the locker room before the game or stand in the tunnel um, as the teams get announced. So there's you know there's, there's that sort of fun, um, but you know. Remember, obviously, the NFL policy with the clear bags. Make sure that you haven't got a rucksack or a or a suitcase with you. Or a bomb or a grenade. Or, or yeah, any, <laughs> any, any any kind of major nuclear weapons. You know, maybe leave them in the um, in the man cave. Dol- for the Dol- dolphin shirts. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. You know, really, really incendiary stuff. Yeah, um, but they they are pretty hot on the on the security side with the bags. So you might have been used to other sporting events. I mean, I was I was volunteering at a tennis tournament this summer, and people were bringing in full bottles of champagne. And I'm so used to going to NFL games where there's no no you can't take any bottles in. You can't you can hardly take anything in these bags. And there were people walking in with with champagne and wine bottles. I was like, oh my god, is this allowed? Mm. In, you know, totally different worlds. Mm. But kind of be be cautious on that. Um, and, and and the one sensible thing I'd say for this Sunday is, you know, try and dress up a little bit warm because it's probably going to rain. So you know, take a raincoat and stuff. I know everyone have their their shirts on display and and kind of be proud, but. 
what what happens in these six o'clock kickoffs, and and boy, am I used to them that the temperature does dip. So by the time you hit kind of the third quarter, you are starting to get cold, and and you know having having beers does not help that. It does not make <laughs> you any warmer having a half-time beer. So uh, you know, I, I just recommend a couple of extra layers, not necessarily to wear there or even before halftime, but have something ready that you can put on for kind of the the second half stretch. Yeah, yeah. And if you if you do get a bit cold, maybe you have to you have to join him in that in uh, that stupid Mexican wave that they get going. But hey, there we go. Um, just a point on the merchandise. Don't forget. All you listeners out there, if you go to NFL Europe shop, you can get 10% off any order with the code FULL10. So um, if you are by happening to chance by listening to this on Thursday when I've put it up at probably 10 o'clock, if you order by 11 o'clock on Thursday, you can click and collect at the game on Sunday. But uh, obviously, if you go to any further games, yeah, get your your merchandise on there, get 10% off and pick it up at the game as well. So yeah, nice little plug there, Lawrence. Love it. Um, Okay, yeah, so that's that's the kind of the London game all wrapped up. I say don't expect anything other than a Bears victory. Victory, a comfortable one, and obviously Khalil Mack will get a sack as well, no doubt, because that was what he was. That was would have been his uh, goal, no doubt. The this date was circled on his calendar. One more, yeah. What you got? Just just saying on the on the Khalil Mack front with um, with Trent Brown, the the new Raiders tackle um, kind of day by day in terms of will he will he play or will he not. I mean that it could it could be um, a disaster for the Raiders if if. If Brown's not playing, I mean, Mac lines up both against um, left tackle and the right tackle. So Colton Miller's got his hands full as well. So it's, you know, this, it, it, it is a big game for Khalil Mack. I know he said when he's been asked about, you know, does it make a big difference that he's, oh, he's so kind he of, yeah, he's he not fussed about it. But no, he obviously he, he wants to prove a point. Yeah, He absolutely. wants to prove a point. Yeah. Um, it, it's, you know, it's a big thing. And I think, you know, we've, with the likes of Chase Daniel, um, you know, it's. I think he it's going to be tough for him um, to kind of prove himself. But I'll, I'm hoping. And and Derek Carr, you know, good good luck to the guy. Yeah, Sean. Obviously, we'll, we'll give you a quick nudge, wake you up. Um, have you have you? When was the last, what was the last uh, Wembley game you went to, or London game you went to? Have you been to uh, last one I went to was when the Browns were over against the Vikings, oh, the Vikings. a couple of years ago now oh, back in Twickenham. That was Twickenham, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, I think, you know, Lawrence has just explained it pretty well there for those that will be new to it this time around. It's always a good atmosphere, plenty of fans from all the teams you described. I think the big question going into this game, which nobody expected as we started this week, is is it possible that actually the Raiders will get less points than Bayern Munich got at the Tottenham, uh, Tottenham Stadium? <laughs> oh, don't start. That That was so, so annoying. All the jokes going around that they scored the first touchdowns. Get the crap out of here, man. That's just stupid. Stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Ugh. Anyway, yeah. Uh, there we go. Yeah, I'll, I'll say I'll be down there in a couple of weeks for the uh, Wembley for the Houston Jags game as well. So, uh, Sean, Sean, did you say you were going to some one of the Wembley games this year or one of the London games? No, mate, no, not this year. I'm, uh, I'm giving it a miss this year. Sounds like a good idea based on the uh, ticket fiasco that seems to have been uh, the way this year. But uh, fingers crossed that all the fans that have brought tickets have got them now or yeah. have got plans on getting them by Sunday because obviously you know, plenty of people will be excited for it. So I yeah. hope everyone that is in attendance has a blast this weekend. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so obviously it's a six o'clock kickoff on there. Shout out to Nat Coombs as well, friend of the podcast. He'll be on the BBC, no doubt, covering that game as well. So if you're not going to the game, give him a watch on the Beeb. Um, obviously watching that game at six, you're going to miss everything else from a fantasy perspective or you not be able to watch it. You're not going to be able to watch Red Zone, put it that way. But uh, talking of the rest of the Sunday games then, uh, game of the weekend for me, Not as, I don't think I'm being biased in saying it's uh, Dallas versus Green Bay, but yeah, it's going to be a big big game this one, not just from a, a divisional perspective for both teams, but a wild card one as well. Uh, both both divisions have tightened up in the last week or so in terms of uh, wins and losses, so Dallas just the one game ahead now of uh, Philadelphia and the Giants, uh, and obviously the NFC North is also quite tight, they're all quite tightly compact, um, yeah, Packers obviously 3-1, and one, Dallas 3-1 one as well but yeah interesting one for this one no Devontae Adams likely here for Green Bay uh, these two teams always serve up classics obviously last time out um, Aaron Rodgers and, and the Packers came into AT&T 135-31 with another masterclass by Rodgers but it's, it's pretty fair to say he's not reached those heights that he that he did in that game or even in the uh, masterclasses he put off in the last two uh, playoff games that these two games uh, these two teams have played of course you had the uh, the last second Jared Cook um, out of bounds catch and then the Mason Crosby field goal in, in Dallas in the divisional game in 2016 and then of course one before that was the famous uh, the hashtag Des Caught It game uh, which I'm still bitter about but um, hey ho I'll get over it one day yeah, but yeah, it's an interesting game for this one. Both teams obviously coming off losses last time out. Uh, Green Bay obviously against Philadelphia on Thursday night football. Dallas obviously shut down by the Saints, uh, stymied by the Saints there on Sunday night football. Uh, a few questions being asked of the offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, and head coach Matt LaFleur on both sides. Be interesting to see kind of how they bounce back, how they respond to a bit a bit of a adverse um a bit, of a, a bit of adversity coming their way. Uh, but yeah, Dallas Dallas should win this one at home. But again, yeah, Aaron Rodgers likes to light uh, Dallas up a little bit. Uh, and I say the, the team that loses will surely be looking at, over their shoulder a little bit. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see how both teams respond to to some questions that are just being posed by them a little bit, uh, considering obviously that they're looking over their shoulders at the teams in their respective divisions. Uh, but yeah, should be a classic. Unfortunately, it's one of the Sky games, and there's only, I think, one or, one or two other bloody 9 o'clock games. So that'd be annoying. So I'll have to watch Red Zone and hopefully get most of that one on there. So that's slightly annoying. Uh, but yeah, all the same, it should be a should be a great game uh, up there with all the rest that they've played over recent years. Uh, Sean, we shall move to your team. The Cleveland Browns, like I mentioned, are Monday Night Football this week. Um, they obviously go the home to the 49ers, are they away? They're away, aren't they? Yeah, they're at the 49ers, mm-hmm. the 49ers. so uh, travelling across to the, the West Coast. Um, I've just done a little piece on this for the um, Look Ahead article, which will be up on the website shortly. Um and I think for me, this is a great barometer for both of these sides. Um, you know, you've done the phony Niners. I think it's a real good test for them to see where they are coming off a bye week. Just just as a quick point, how ridiculous is a bye week in week four? Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's a separate point anyway. Um, yeah, big game for them. Um, obviously, as we've alluded to when we talked about Thursday United football, they're actually at the moment in the lead in that division off the basis, of course, that they are yet to suffer defeat. So despite you know three wins, the same as the Seahawks and Rams. Um, so really interesting to see um, how they go on Monday night. Carl Shanahan's had a fabulous reputation for years. He always seems to get an offence moving up and down the field. Um, sneakily good in the running game. Um, so, like I say, be a good test also for the Browns, who've been up and down this year. It was certainly the most complete performance that they put together last weekend, comprehensively putting away the Ravens. Um, watched it back the other night and 
and it was every bit as good the second time round as it was watching it live. Um, you know, all facets of the game working well, defensively as well as offensively. Um, and, and Baker Mayfield seems to have just found that chip on his shoulder again. Um, he was a little bit down in the dumps, it seemed, for the first couple of weeks, and there's been a lot of criticism. He He's obviously very, very polarising. He's one of those guys that you love if he's your quarterback. Yeah. And I imagine there's probably fans of 31 of the franchises that hate the little bugger. Um, <laughs> you know, but that's all right. We can accept that. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, if he carries on playing the way that he did last week, and you know, it all starts with him and his attitude and his demeanour. If he can carry on at that level, then I'm sure the Browns will be absolutely fine. So, really good matchup that I'm looking forward to. Um, I think there's some really good games on the schedule this week, and it, it's sort of bookended with two that that could be really good in the the prime time slots that don't necessarily always deliver great products, you know, certainly on paper, they've, they've both got the potential to kick off and round off the week with two good contests. So what I'm looking forward to staying up to for. Yeah, I'm sure Booger McFarlane will uh, try and find a way to ruin the game for you. But um, yeah, I'm fascinated in this one to see how the, the, the 49ers pass rush um, kind of deal and how the Cleveland O-line deal with them because they obviously they're, they're quite potent in terms of pass rushing with uh, the additions in the off-season in the draft and all the rest of it so yeah it'd be a big big test for Cleveland's O-line uh, that's not been been fairly leaky so far this season as well so uh, be interested to see if they can kind of get that done uh, as well so yeah that's um, talking of the rest of the slate let's go through some of the games uh, Eagles versus uh, Jets um, Cowboys have the Jets next week as well so that's quite interesting uh, we also have Panthers at Jaguars uh, Giants uh, sorry Vikings at Giants Jaguars at Panthers uh, Falcons and Texans get it on that could be an interesting one uh, obviously wrote in the uh, in the full 10 look ahead that Dan Quinn very much on the hot seat there in Atlanta Atlanta they've got some some tough games coming up as well and they've not even um dipped their toes into the divisional games yet so uh, yeah not not looking good for Dan Quinn uh, and the Falcons over there uh, staying in the NFC South Saints and Buccaneers is an interesting one isn't it obviously Buccaneers and Saints both winning last time out Buccaneers obviously not expected to but put up a bit of a performance but be interesting to see if the you know, other Bucks for real um, you know Ronald Jones is obviously starting to come to the fore a little bit, bit of the hot hand approach from from Bruce Arians um, any Lawrence do, you, do we think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can win this one it's, it's it's a very different proposition um, playing the Rams secondary than it is the Saints secondary. Mm. Um, we know the Saints secondary are, um, are performing. They're one of the top five top five secondaries in the league. Um, this is it's it's going to be tough for for Jameis. He the, the problem he's had is he's just not consistent. Um, I mean, you look at the the. You know, there's been more flip flops than a flip flops than a Haviana factory with um, Buccaneers quarterbacks, um, and and kind of it's it's one of those situations where he he's clearly they they they're putting him in a better position certainly than he was in in 2018, um, but I I I can't see Jameis having another um, monster four touchdown game here. Mm. I, I can see kind of the regression, and I think the Saints pass rush. Um, little bit unheralded, but I think they're going to get to James. They're going to rattle him. Mm. Um, and I think 
I just can't see it being a, a big scoring game. Buccaneers, Buccaneers of re- recent times have uh, actually had one over on the Saints uh, recently as well. I know they've shocked them a few times uh, in recent years as well, so it'd be interesting to see. Certainly feisty uh, the Buccaneers, but uh, going into the game obviously full of confidence. Uh, won't be a lot of touchdowns in the Titans-Bills game, that is for sure. The def- defence is definitely on top in that one. Uh, I don't think the Bengals and the Cardinals have defences, so that one could be a sneaky high scorer for your fantasy lovers out there. Redskins, uh, Patriots... Uh, I dread to think what that scoreline is going to be, but we'll uh, we might we might visit that one in a bit, uh, Lawrence. Uh, Sean, I want to get your thoughts on the Steelers Ravens, obviously AFC North. Uh, I assume you'll probably be. I'm not going to say you're going to be a Steelers fan, but you're probably hoping for a Steelers win so that it evens the division up a little bit. Uh, yeah, probably from that regard, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I didn't see an awful lot of Monday Night Football. I've caught some bits and pieces. It sounds like, um, you know, the Bengals' um, offensive line was basically non-existent. Um, you know, Andy Dalton spent more time on his backside than he did standing up by the sounds of it. So, um, the Ravens' defence is, is the side of the ball that really needs to bounce back here. You know, there's a lot of talk about Lamar Jackson and we've talked about him on the pod. But ultimately, this is a defence now that's given up 500 yards a game for the last two contests, and that's the first time actually in franchise history. So they really do need to bounce back. Um, I was a little bit concerned about the Steelers from a uh, point of view of how many wins they would be able to string together. Obviously, they've got one on the board now. Um, You have to start somewhere. They've got uh, an opportunity to claw themselves back into a divisional contest because... You know, let's make no mistake about it. The Browns start as underdogs Monday night. If the Steelers beat the Ravens, then all of a sudden that division is tied up. Um, you know, with everybody only having two wins on the record, so it is very, very tight. So, not really sure who I want to win. It's very strange to to ever think about me wanting the Steelers victory, but <laughs> um, certainly at the moment, like you said, with the the schedule, with the the standings as they are, it's probably the preferable result from my perspective. But uh, certainly a game that could go either way. Mm. Yeah, and then rounding off the six o'clock slate, like we say, is Raiders and Bears at Tottenham uh, White Hart Lanes. So uh, yeah, only two nine o'clock games this this week as well, which is absolutely ludicrous. Uh, I mean, I don't know what the schedulers are doing, but the Chargers and the Broncos get it off in the AFC West, and of course, like we say, the Cowboys and the Packers get it on as well. Sunday night football is Curtis brought to you at Arrowhead Stadium, where the Colts travel uh, all the way over to Kansas City or, or Missouri, whatever you want to call it. Um, should be more a routine win there for the Chiefs Jacob is going to that game as well so hopefully he'll enjoy doing the they, they do quite a funny uh, Tomahawk thing don't they I can't remember the name of the song they do it to but that's always quite fun to watch uh, and then as like I say 49ers and Browns round us off any 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 other pointers that we want to we want to make on week five folks Lawrence anything from you um, just just kind of coming a little bit back on the on the Ravens um, I, I have to confess that if if I could actually um have a have a brain wipe and f- stop being a Redskins fan that I, that I have been since the eighties. I I would actually become a Ravens fan. I just you know I'm I'm absolutely you know my man crush for Lamar Jackson keeps growing and I think it's it's just worth noting and kind of on a, on a bit of the stats side of things the the Ravens have got you know they're they're top of the league in terms of yards per game four hundred eighty two yards a game. Um, they've got the, the top running game. Um, but what I think is a bit more um, impressive, because everyone knew they were going to run the ball, is that they're, um, they're sixth in the league in passing as well. Yes, they've had a softer schedule to start off with, 
but um, averaging, averaging over 275 yards a game for Lamar Jackson, I just, you know, I'm just, I've, I've got to give him some credit for that. Mm. So I just, just wanted to, just wanted to kind of mention that yeah. to, to all the Ravens fans listening. You know, I've, I'm, I'm still respecting Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I think it'd be a question that that, that follows him throughout all this uh, this season. So uh, yeah, yes, they did. He beat up on the bad teams that they were awful. And say so the last couple of times he's played some decent defenses, uh, he's not obviously not performed as well. So I think it, that that narrative will follow him around. Uh, Sean, any any notable mentions for you? Uh, just a, a shout out for me with us being obviously UK based NFL pod family. Um, Shout out to the Scottish recipient of the AFC Special Teams Player of the Month, mm. uh, the Cleveland Browns punter Jamie Gillen, mm. who has had a great start to his career. Um, it was quite a bold decision actually to keep him on the roster, not uh, because he didn't do anything um, you know badly in pre-season, but the Browns let go a very good and experienced punter mm. uh, in, to enable them to do that, and, and Gillen has certainly repaid that faith. So. Just a shout out to him. Great start to his career, and long may continue. Um, hopefully, the NFL UK start will uh, you know hype him up as much as they did Christian Wade, who everyone seems <laughs> to have forgotten about already. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus, he, the uh, talk about talk about uh, the, uh, tomorrow's newspaper being the like yesterday's chippy. Uh, chip holder or whatever that quote is I've totally mashed that one up but anyway yeah, yeah Jamie Gillum yeah very well done to him I know the NFL Scotland boys uh, big fans of him as, his as well so then I think I saw them retweet something as well but yeah he's had a is it is it is it Dustin Colquitt they let go of the Browns I think off the top of my head uh, but Britain Colquitt yeah Britain Colquitt yeah that's it right, right, right family run brother Col- yeah. Britain Colquitt um, yes, yeah, but well done to him. Obviously, uh, kill, killing it, killing it, uh, killing the punts over there in Cleveland. Okay, that's pretty much our uh, week five wrapped up. But how much of week four do you all remember? It's time to find out as we do the full ten questions. Okay, week five just around the corner, but let's see what you all, all you folks out there remember about week four. Today's contestant is Martin Lambert. Ma- Martin, welcome you in. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Yes, not too bad at all. Very good, very good. Are you looking forward to, to putting your knowledge to the test? Did you pay attention in week uh, four? Uh, yeah, a little bit, uh, you know, of trepidation really. Um, <laughs> I watched the Chiefs-Lions game, so if you ask me a number of questions on that, hopefully I won't embarrass myself, and also the Bears-Vikings game, but outside of that... Week four kind of uh, almost passed me by, really. Well, there's a, there's, a, there's one question from each of those games, so there's two questions you should be all right with. Uh, yeah, so okay. as long as you get over three, you should be all right. Three is the lowest score this so, so far this season. But uh, eight, out, eight out of ten is the current leaderboard uh, for season three. Okay, well, you know, fingers crossed. I'll yeah. do my best. Let's give it a go. Yeah, ten questions, usual format, ten questions uh, against the clock as well. So, uh, yeah, eight out of ten uh, is, the, is the score to beat. So we'll count you in, Martin, on three, two... And one question: One, which stadium hosted Thursday night football in Week Four? Uh, that was uh, Lambo. No, it wasn't. It was uh, gone. Yeah. Okay. Question is: <laughs> Is it is it first answer only? Uh, no, not necessarily. If you want no, to change. What? No, it's fine. You can. No, it's fine. McCarran. Okay. On. How many interceptions did the Buffalo quarterbacks uh, combine for against New New England? Oh, good grief. Uh, was it uh, uh, three? 
Okay, uh, question three. Which quarterback came in for the injured Mitchell Dubisky against the Vikings? Chase Daniel. Question four. Which player had the most rushing yards in week four? Nick Chubb. Okay, question five. Name any touchdown scorer in the Seattle-Arizona game. Oh, oh, um, oh, oh, I should know this one. My friend's a Cardinals fan. He watched it on the TV next to mine. Ah, Murray. Okay, question six. Who kicked the winning field goal for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Oh, uh, I want to say Lambeau, but... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Uh, question seven. How many points were in the the LA Rams at Tampa Bay game? Oh, uh, oh, there was lots. There was lots. (laughs) Uh, Jeez. How many fingers and thumbs do I have? Um, how many points in total? How many yes. points for? Yep. How many points combined? Yep. Okay. Uh, nine, ninety-six. God knows. There was loads. There was loads. It was crazy. <laughs> Question eight: Which player passed Tony Gonzalez for the most receptions in the, in the career? Ah. Uh, uh, oh. Do you know what? I'm going to have to pass that one. I do not know. No worries. Um, question nine. Which game had the biggest winning margin? Biggest winning margin? Yep. Um, was that the Steelers-Bengals? Okay. And then finally, question 10. Within 25, how many passing yards did Patrick Mahomes have against Detroit? Patrick Mahomes against Detroit? Yep. Uh, uh, Oh, jeez, okay. Um, do you know what? I don't think I know it. I'm going to just pluck out a number. Go on. Um, I imagine it was probably 300, 400, I don't know, 320, 300, yeah, 320, something like that. Okay, I will stop the clock right there. How do you think you did? Uh... It's, a, it's probably a family-friendly show, so poorly. I'll say poorly. <laughs> very, very nice indeed. Right, OK, well, I've stopped the clock. Two minutes, 57. So let's go through some of these then. So which stadium hosted Thursday Night Football? Of course, it was the, yeah, like. the Green Bay. No, it's Green Bay in Lambeau. Uh, obviously, the, the Eagles going to Lambeau Field and winning. Yeah, a long time ago. I know it's, it seems a long time ago, but yeah, it did happen. Um, the right. qu- question two, number of interceptions. Buffalo had, you said three. There were four. There was three for Josh Allen. Oh. One, one for Matt Barkley. Uh, Chase Daniel, of course, came in for Mitchell Jabisky. That's correct. And the most, the player with the most rushing yards in Week Four was Leonard Fournette. Obviously, he had 225. Uh, Nick Chubb wasn't too far away, though, to be fair. So, uh, but yeah, Fournette joining the 200 club uh, there for the second time in his career. Question five: Name any touchdown scorer in the Seattle Arizona game. Yep, Kyler Murray did uh, indeed get a rushing touchdown. That's three. Yeah, there's your three. Uh, Will Disley, C.J. Procise, and uh, any defensive guys out there. Jadavian Clowney as well got a. Uh, a, a a pick six. Um, question six. The winning field goal for the Jacksonville Jaguars was Josh Lambeau. That was correct. And oh. you're going to kick yourself for this one. How many points in the LA Rams, Tampa Bay Buccaneers? The final score was 55 to 40. Uh, you said 96, so 95. Just the one out there, so I'm lucky on that one. Oh. 
Yeah, very, very unlucky. Um, which player passed Tony Gonzalez for the most receptions in a career was, of course, the legendary uh, Hall of Fame um, waiting to be in, inducted into the Hall of Fame, Larry Fitzgerald. He'll be there sooner rather than later. Uh, and then question nine, biggest winning margin was, in fact, Pittsburgh. Cincinnati had to wait all to all to Monday Night Football there for that one. I nearly forgotten. I nearly, but I did put have the uh, New York Jet Giants and the Washington Redskins in there. So, yeah, well done on that one. Uh, and then finally, here's a good one. Uh, within 25 yards, how many passing yards did Patrick Mahomes have? You said, would you say 320? I said 320, but I would yeah. say 325. What was it? No, it's 315. So, yeah, well done on that one. Yeah, yeah, well done. <laughs> Very nice indeed. Yeah, so I make that six out of ten in two minutes 57. So, yeah, considering you are aiming for three, you've done you've done twice as well as you thought you were going to. Boom. Yeah, well, I can't complain with that. Oh, gee, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely delighted. Thank you. There we go. Thanks, yeah. Bradley. No, you know, very, very, very welcome indeed. Yeah, thank you for, for joining us. Anyone else out there that wants to come on, put their knowledge to the to the test, be under the spotlight a bit, a little bit, and rack their brains. Get in touch with us at Full Ten Yards on the DMs. Uh, but yeah, Martin, all the best, mate. And um, yeah, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Cheers, Tim. Thank you. Six out of ten there from Martin. Thank him so much for coming on. Let's say if you want to do that as well, get in touch with us at Full Ten Yards, get in our DMs, and we will get you on to test your knowledge. Maybe you want to do week five. Maybe you, maybe this is your week. Maybe you want to come on and do that. But you can do that. But before we go, fellas, I thought it'd be good to just kind of obviously we're at the, the the quarter stage of the season. Week four is in the book. So just ahead, uh, looking ahead, obviously to week five. Uh, have we had any changes of opinions of Super Bowl winners or division winners or anything you know, like that? Have we any teams that we've whiffed on that we were really high on start of the season? But uh, you know, who are your, your Super Bowl picks and are they still going well? Yeah, so for me, um, I, I probably played it a little bit safe to the vest, as I've said a couple of times. Oh, I went with the Patriots. The, <laughs> the Patriots. I don't think there's any reason to change that currently. Um, obviously, the defence is absolutely killing it over there um, and obviously the offence finds a way and generally gets better throughout the season um, I'm getting a little bit excited I've still got 12 weeks or whatever left for this to run but I did have a little bet um, before the start of the season to try and pick the eight divisional winners as it stands I've got seven of those in first place um, with one of them tied uh, the only one letting me down at the minute is the Minnesota Vikings so if the real Kirk Cousins can please show up that would be nice Um <laughs> But uh, other than that, we're not doing too bad so far. But a long way to go. Um, but yeah, so far so good from a prediction standpoint. Yeah, not too bad at all. Lawrence, how are you, how are you, how are your pre-season predictions going? Um, I I had it as a, a which is, is horrific to say, but I had um, the Cowboys, and nothing's changed my mind in terms of the Cowboys um, going all the way. Um, they they haven't had any injuries. They. Um, that obviously that Saints game was a was a tough game, but they were they were still in it. Um, I think a couple of surprises: um, the Bills um, just playing playing lights out defense um, at three and one. That that was a bit of a shock for me. Um, nothing too much. I mean, we've, we've got a AFC South interesting at the moment. Everyone's two and two. Mm. So um, that blew that stat, sure that, that blew my that blew my mind. As a stat, it's the first time a league a division has had uh, all teams two and two through four games. That absolutely blew my mind. That stat. Yeah, yeah, Mental. ridiculous. Um, I, I I'm flip flopping in terms of an NFC Championship um, between the Bears and the Rams um, in terms of who, who's going to make it. Obviously, on form at the moment, I've got you know the Bears are. Um, you know, on better form than the Rams. AFC, 
Um, I'm with Sean. I, you can't at the moment look any further past the, the Patriots or the Chiefs. And I think the what it's going to come down to is is who's going to have the home field advantage. Um, and I think it, you know that that's going to that's going to play the biggest part by the time we get to the um, last eight in the final four. Um, other than that, the you know the the fake 49ers, um, even if they lose um, on Monday, they're, they're still three and one, um, and that's, I'm still pretty impressed with that. Yeah, no, that's fair. So I just don't think they'll get to 500, but we shall say it's just me being stubborn. Uh, yeah, pre-season I, I had a, a bet on AFC and NFC cross doubles. I had the Chiefs and the Browns, and then I had the the Cowboys and the Eagles. So um, yeah, not looking too bad from that respect. Should get well, should be all right. Should at least should at least get a run for my money. Uh, okay then chaps I think we'll round it off there good good little chat good little week 5 preview if you're going to the London games any listeners out there make sure you have a good time maybe send us some pictures we'll retweet some of those out Lawrence have a fab time mate hope you enjoyed Tottenham um, so hope yeah. from what I hear from Roger uh, all, the, all the seats in the house are good seats so uh, no matter where you're sitting should be should be a fun experience but I uh, hope you enjoy Hope you, I can't remember who they announced as the halftime show it's someone I've never heard of and it's grinds it's, so. it's a, a random DJ that my I've got an apprentice where I work who's who's 18 who got very excited when I when I told her who it was I have no idea no. who this, this guy is <laughs> RJ something oh, I listened yeah. to him on Spotify at lunchtime and he just sounds like a generic British yeah. rapper yeah. and I, I wasn't that impressed yeah. so good luck to those young fans you know those young whippersnappers <laughs> that are going to enjoy his his halftime sets yeah. but you know I think I'll find the bathroom facilities at that particular point yeah absolutely absolutely indeed yeah but so uh, anyone out there listening go, go enjoy the game hope you have a fun time uh, so we'll be back next week to to review all of that I'll be back on Saturday with Adam as we go through our best bets we'll, we'll give a little bit of a focus to the London game as well so have a bet before you go in there and see if we can make you some quiche but in the meantime that's going to do it for today today's podcast hope you enjoyed it uh, so don't forget to subscribe rate and if on iTunes or Apple Podcasts leave a little review for us don't forget to follow us at Full 10 Yards on Twitter you can get me at Tim underscore Monk F10Y you can get Lawrence at NFL Fan in England and Sean at Sean underscore F10Y as well but folks uh, gents thank you so much for joining us Um, so in the meantime it is goodbye from Lawrence take care watch out for the two rookie running backs um, if you're off to Tottenham oh looking at look out indeed goodbye from Sean cheers guys enjoy week five and it's goodbye for me. In the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's a bye-bye for now. A bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards. Or email the show, full10yards at gmail.com.